Chapter Three of Woman as Decoration. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Woman as Decoration by Emily Burbank. Chapter Three How to Dress Your Type. A few points applying to all costumes. Needless to say, when considering women's costumes for ordinary use in their relation to background, unless some chameleon-like material be invented to take on the color of any background, one must be content with the consideration of one's own rooms, porches, garden, opera box, or automobile, etc. For a gown to be worn when away from home, when lunching, at receptions or dinners, the first consideration must be becomingness a careful selection of line and color that bring out the individuality of the wearer. When away from one's own setting, personality is one of the chief assets of every woman. Remember, individuality is nature's gift to each human being. Some are more markedly different than others, but we have all seen a so-called colorless woman transformed into surprising loveliness when dressed by an artist's instinct. A delicate type of blonde with fair hair, quiet eyes, and faint shell-pink complexion can be snuffed out by two strong colors. Remember that your ethereal blonde is invariably at her best in white, black, never white and black in combination unless black with soft white collars and frills, and delicate pastel shades. The richly toned brunette comes into her own in reds, yellows, and low tones of strong blue. Colorless jewels should adorn your perfect blonde, colorful gems your glowing brunette. What of those betwixt and between? In such cases, let complexion and color of eyes act as guide in the choice of colors. One is familiar with various trite rules such as match the eyes, carry out the general scheme of your coloring, by which is meant, if you are a yellow blonde, go in for yellows. If your hair is ash brown, your eyes but a shade deeper, and your skin inclined to be lifeless in tone, wear beaver browns and content yourself with making a record in harmony with no contrasting note. Just here let us say that the woman in question must at the very outset decide whether she would look pretty or chic, sacrificing the one for the other, or if she insists upon both, carefully arrange a compromise. As, for example, Combine a semi-picture hat with a semi-tailored dress. The strictly chic woman of our day goes in for appropriateness. The lines of the latest fashion, but adapted to bring out her own best points, while concealing her bad ones, and an insistence upon a color and a shade of color sufficiently definite to impress the beholder at a glance. This type of woman, as a rule, keeps to a few colors, possibly one or two, and their varieties, and prefers gowns of one material rather than combinations of materials. Though she possess both style and beauty, she elects to emphasize style. In the case of the other woman, who would star her face at the expense of her tout ensemble, color is her first consideration, multiplication of detail and intelligent expressing of herself in her mise en scène. Sedouissant, instead of chic, is the word for this woman. 
your black-haired woman with white skin and dark brilliant eyes is the one who can best wear emerald green and other strong colors the now fashionable mustard sage green and bright magentas are also the affair of this woman with bright skin brilliant color and sparkling eyes these same colors if subdued are lovely on the middle-aged woman with black hair quiet eyes and pale complexion but if her hair is gray or white mustard or sage green are not for her and the magenta must be the deep purplish sort which combines with her violets and mauves or delicate pinks and faded blues she will be at her best in shades of gray which tone with her hair end of chapter three